Welcome to the Glow Getters Podcast. My name is Kayla Fahey Arndt, and I'm your host. I teach and inspire leaders to step into their productive selves and find their true potential. I'm a passionate creative and scientist with over eight years of healthcare leadership experience. At age 25, I stepped into my first management role and didn't find the leadership advice I was looking for. So here I'm giving you the tools to end burnout and enjoy a vibrant career and life. Glad you're here to learn and grow with me. Now, on with the show. What is up? What is up, Glow Getters Podcast listeners? Hello, hello. I hope you're doing well. It's me, Kayla, your host. Thanks for dropping by. I don't even know which episode this is. 100 and something. We're past 100 mark. Amazing, amazing. We hit that in October. So many cool milestones. I cannot believe I've been doing this since 2018. And uh, it just feels really good to be here. It's my first time being downstairs in my office uh, recording at the Yeti. Hey, hey, since my son, it's still weird to say son, Theo was born. Um, I've been recording with my Apple iPods, AirPods, whatever they're called. So sorry about the sound quality the last couple ones, but hey, you got to make it work, right? So I'm in the studio, quote unquote, (laughs) Um, back with you. I'm just taking a little break while Hubs takes care of the babe. And uh, he's almost a month old, you guys. He's going to be a month and a week. So, mm, so insane, so insane. So today we're here and I want to also talk about another milestone that happened in October, which was on October 4th was the Leader Toolkit course launched. And um, this is a course, it's a a four module course that I developed based on the things that I learned as a leader. And there's, like I said, there's four modules. Module one is your custom learning plan. Module two is intentional time. Module three is know yourself and know your people. And module four is get results. And Today, I want to give you a little bit of more of a deep dive into module one, into your custom learning plan and give you like a little bit of a taste of what the course is like, but also just go, you know, talk a little bit more about a really important topic that I find comes up for a lot of leaders. And it's this idea that you get put into a new role and I'm using that language intentionally. You are put into a new role, right? Maybe you wanted the role, maybe you didn't want the role, but guess what? A lot of more young professionals are gaining leadership positions earlier and earlier in their careers because they are focused on growth mindset and learning, which is amazing. And so you might find yourself in a position that you um, might not expect yourself to be in because maybe you have not very much experience, but you have the ability to learn and the want to grow and to just like accelerate really fast. So you're put into a role or you climbed for it, right? You tried for it. And now you got to figure out what the heck do you do? And I find this often happens where there's no one to train you in your new role. I just posted a reel on Instagram that talks about, um, it's it's cute. It's like the la- the first five minutes after your boss tells you that like there's no one to train you. And I've had this experience before where it's like the predecessor is already out the door and I'm going into a new role and um, there's no one there to train me. Or maybe you're creating a brand new role and you're in a different role. You're building it from the ground up, but there's no one to train you because there's no one that has been in that role before. Right. So it's like, what do you do? You have not as much experience as other people, but yet you, you are given so much power. Um, and you have to succeed and you have to find quick wins because you know, you want to 
show people like I'm up to the challenge. I'm up to the challenge, right? So I want you to have success, whether you're stepping into a brand new role, or you've been in your role for a while. This is going to be really good for you to think about how do you navigate when you're in a new role or when you're maybe want to freshen up um, the current like culture and politics of your workplace. And how do you learn more about your people and the environment? How do you learn about the organization and the people that are in it and what's come before you and where, where you might want to take the department or the organization after you've stepped into your role. So um, module one is all about um, your custom learning plan. And, and what it does is it talks about a few core concepts, going to Gamba, going slow to move fast. I've talked about these on the podcast before, so I'm not going to touch on them. But then it also has what I'm calling learning plan questions. And these are adapted from Michael Watkins' book, The First 90 Days. Y'all, it's a, such a good book. And this the quote in the front of the book, I'm paraphrasing, but it basically says like the president has 100 days to prove that, you know, they're they're awesome, their agenda. And he says you have 90 days, <laughs> right? He says you have three months to make it work and to show what you're capable of in your role. And I think that's true just from my experience. You know, when you're a new leader, new in your role or a new position, you really want to like jump in and change things or jump in and solve problems. Or people are going to come to you because you're new and they're going to say like, help us. And you're going to come in with so much vitality and excitement and because it's fresh and new and you're like, I can do this. Um, and as one of my old bosses would say, you're not jaded yet. <laughs> and also, side note, never be jaded. You, there's never a reason to be jaded. You can always flip your mindset. So I don't believe in that. Um, but anyways, so, but the point is, it's better to go through this custom learning plan or answer these questions and think about the current landscape of your workplace, the past historical knowledge of what's been going on in your workplace, the political you know, what culturally is appropriate going on right now? What is going on in the organization? What kind of people are you working with? Um, talking about the financial health of the organization, thinking about, you know, what changes have been made before that were accepted that weren't accepted and just recognizing like things change over time. And so maybe timing wasn't right before, but maybe it's the right time now. You want to learn about people within the current department and really hear from them like what would they want or do speaking from my public health knowledge you know there's this good you know core value and um, thought that you don't go into a community and change it right you make change from within the community so for example if there's a public health practitioner a person going into a community to help implement a new program let's say they would never like just solely pitch and 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 run the program, they'd find a community champion, somebody within who has trust from the community who can help make change and have those voices be heard and have them create the change that they want to see that's going to support their growth, not you coming in from the outside looking in saying, here's your problem and let me fix it. Same thing with leadership. So that's what I think Michael Watkins is getting at with these learning plan questions and Again, I've adapted them um, from my own experience, so I want to share those some of those with you. <clears throat> so the course kind of lays out these questions, but it says before you answer them, don't be overwhelmed by the amount of questions. There's a lot, and you don't have to answer them in all one sitting. Um, what I find is in leadership, 
it's good to go out and meet people and have multiple different experiences so that can really have a good understanding of your folks and what the department needs. And um, it's you're not going to see everything in just like one shot. Chances are you're going to miss a few things. And it's really helpful to spend some more time there. Start observing and mindfully listening to your teams and answer as many as you qu- questions as you can um, by talking to them and, and talking to them about what you want to see and what they hope to see. And I always like the, the idea of being a good detective, you know, asking a lot of questions, um, not making assumptions, not taking things for like total face value, just really exploring and asking like why out of curiosity and not out of judgment. And the next thing you want to do is after you answer these questions, and I promise I'm getting to them, is like I said, identify a community champion who you can trust to help you develop and learn from your learning plan. You know, really good people to connect with at your workplace are high performers, influential, and well-connected folks. And um, these are often people that other people go to for advice. So look at who's going to who for advice and maybe try to befriend them or see if they can mentor you and say, you know, hey, it seems like you're really trusted and sounds like you're really well connected. I'm wondering, you know, if I ever need anything, would you be open if I reached out? Or, hey, I'm, you know, I'm looking for a contact for this. You know, would you share your contacts with me? And really use those people who you think you can trust. Like I said, high performers, people who other people already trust. And then this, these questions are going to help you identify a few pain points or gaps in your organization. And you can write those down and think about those as quick wins, things you can do within those first 90 days that are going to show that you can gain your people's trust and also gain some momentum. Pro tip for me is to be sure to listen more and to say less as you go around and observe and talk with folks. Like I said, nobody wants to be told what to do from the outside. You want to work from within and really learn and make sure you're understanding. So listening is really key. And you're going to need to spend a few months, like I said, answering these questions so you can really understand the people in the organization. You can't answer them just like one time hanging out with one person on the team. Um, And just, you know, something I talk about in my course is it's okay to be doing this module while you're doing the other modules um, because this is going to take some time. So you can develop your own self-awareness and leadership skills. You can get to know your your people while you're doing this exercise. And you can also work on strategy and visual management and all those other things that can help you get results that I talk about in the course. All right. So the learning questions, I have them organized by... um, kind of time period. So I have questions about the past. I have questions about the present and I have questions about the future. So some of examples of questions that you want to ask, like those trusted individuals or your team, maybe your peers in your same um, like job grade or job description about the past is, you know, for performance, how has the org performed in the past? How many people in the org think, how do people in the org think it performed versus like the media outside. How are goals set? Were they insufficiently or overly ambitious? Were internal or external benchmarks created or used? What measures were employed? What happened if goals were not met? You want to ask about root causes. You know, if performance has been good, why has it been good? What's, what's been the cause? What have been the relative contributions of strategy, structure, systems, talent bases, culture, and politics? Is if performance has been poor, why has it been the case? Do primary issues reside in the org structure? 
or a strategy, technical capabilities, its culture, its politics, like these things are going to help you understand where the organization came from and maybe why they are the way that they are today. If you think about a culture of an organization where they're in like a, a mindset of, um, you know, instead of growth or, or, or thinking about like abundance, if they're in a limiting mindset and they're kind of like scarcity mindset, they're going to make decisions differently than in the, if they're in an abundance mindset. And that's a really good thing to understand when you're going in to negotiate or ask questions or pitch new ideas to leadership. The present questions talk more about vision and strategy. So you want to talk about, you know, what is the stated vision and strategy of the organization? Is the org pursuing that strategy? And if not, why? And if if they are, will the strategy take the org where it needs to go? Is it the right strategy? <clears throat> what do people inside the organization think? You know, think about like the people that are in your department or who have influence that are around you. Who is capable? Who is not? Who's trustworthy? Who is not? Who has influence and who is not? And try to figure out who you should make connections with and who you might not want to make connections with or maybe just learn more about so you can better understand them. Questions about the present also include questions about processes. What are the key processes in an organization? Is it like lean? Are they uh, Six Sigma? What kind of like uh, improvement processes do the, the organization have? What are the performing except, uh, are they performing acceptable um Acceptably in quality, reg regulatory, reliability, timeliness, customer service. Like what metrics do they use to say that they're they're actually, you know, what process measures do they use to say that they're successful? And then um, landmines, what lurking surprises or barriers could detonate and push you off track? Things you might not see for surface level, things that could really influence um, the trajectory, if you're not careful, what potentially damaging cultural or political missteps must you avoid? So that also, you want to know that historical context where people have been, what's okay to say, what's not okay to say, you know, why someone's in a role. There's a lot of different reasons for the way that the org structure is set up. You wouldn't want to say something that could set someone off because of an assumption you made. You want to learn about those things. And early wins, in what areas, people, relationships, processes, or products can you achieve some early wins? If you can tackle some easy but really, really influential and um, helpful improvements in the first 30, 60, 90 days of your tenure, people will gain your trust and you'll gain some momentum and people will want to get behind you and they'll be excited because if you can make impact even if it's on a small scale or it's a small win that's going to help in a big way, that is so, so, so invited by the frontline staff and other peers who are like, okay, she's a mover. She's a shaker. She's going to get things done. And we're so excited that she's here. The questions about the future, there are challenges and opportunity questions. So in what areas is the org most likely to face still challenges in the coming year? What can be done to prepare for them? What are the most promising unexploited opportunities? What would need to happen to realize their potential? I love thinking about this. Like, what's an area that feels really untapped that seems like obvious to you because you have fresh eyes? Or what's an area that feels untapped that might be a little bit challenging but is a really important area to tackle? For example, like a career ladder or something to retain employees, employee engagement. Is there something there that might be value added that you can bring, especially with fresh eyes? <clears throat> Barriers and resources is another area that I like to talk through. 
you know, some questions you can ask are, what are the most formidable barriers to making needed change? Are they technical, cultural, political, maybe monetary? Are, are there islands of excellence or other high quality resources you can leverage? What resources does your organization offer to help make improvements, change, learning, um, leadership, strategic vision? What new capabilities need to be developed or acquired? Are there things that your team needs to do their job well or better that they don't have that you need to start exploring and thinking about like, how can we get those things in? How can we pitch those things? How can we get people excited around this new technology? And lastly, culture, you know, questions you can ask yourself are what culture elements of culture must need to be preserved and what elements need to change. And what I'm talking about here is the culture of how people work together, the general vibe that people get when they're working together, um, how people treat their coworkers. Is it a culture where people are just going to lean in and help you without you needing to ask? Or is it a culture where it's like it's very much like one on one? You're, you're on your own island, stay in your lane. Is it a culture where new innovative ideas, no matter how you know out there, are really accepted and expected? Or is it a culture where you need to tread more lightly and find more data and evidence before you even pitch something? Thinking about, you know, are my staff laughing and enjoying work? Or does it seem like it's, a, it's kind of a scared environment when a leader walks in? What pieces are great and need to be preserved and what needs to be, to change? Also, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about <clears throat> other things related to culture like implicit bias, racism, um, anything like that. Like what structural changes need to be made in terms of policy, the way people are treated, the way that, you know, we give people privilege or, or don't offer um, privilege or the same standards for what needs to change and what really good things can we showcase and honor and say like, let's build upon that. So really thinking about culture as a whole, do people feel safe in their environment at work? Do they feel like they can come to the leader or talk to each other or go through difficult, work through difficult situations together? Is it a safe welcoming space for all people? Do people have the same resources or access to the resources they need for it to be an equitable workplace? So these are, wonderful learning plan questions that you can use that I give and go over in more depth in, and have in uh, worksheets in my leadership course called the Leader Toolkit. It's a four-module course. It's just under 50 bucks. You get the course and then you get access to my leadership collaborative community where leaders can talk about what they're learning in the course and bounce ideas off each other and where I offer coaching for our leaders and leadership positions and people who want to be leaders and grow their experience. So if you're interested in the course, Check out the link in the description below. It'll give you a article on to my blog on my website. You can read more about it. Check it out. And I hope just like going through some of these learning plan questions just shows you the value that is in that course. But I really wanted you to have these questions because I've been talking to a lot of people who are in new roles, um, who are transitioning to new jobs, who are wanting to just like start over. The year, you know, it's coming to an end and we're we're kind of in a different space now, you know. COVID 2020, 2021, like we just, people are trying to be like, all right, like let's refresh, like let's start over. Let me really learn about my people. Like what's this new culture of working from home? What's this new culture of working remotely? What does it feel like to go in just a few days a week? What does it feel like to be back at the office? Like 100%. What is the culture after that? You know, you're going to find there's a lot of people probably with trust issues, right? Especially in healthcare. Like, how does it feel? <laughs> We're still wearing PPE. We're tired. We haven't had time off. What does that feel like? Um, how can we come together as an organization to feel 
like really excited about um, our work and to feel safe and welcome and culturally, you know, what's culturally appropriate now. So Anyways, I hope that's helpful to you guys. Thank you so much for being with me for this episode where we're over 100 episodes now. Yay, yay. Um, Here's my final desperation moment. If you have not left a rating or review on um, wherever you listen to podcasts, please go check it out, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts. I can see um, the rankings there and the podcast reviews that you leave. And if you do, I'm going to um, read it on the air and it'll be an episode just like this. And I will call your name and say thank you, read your review and send you some freebies. Um, if you uh, reply to me and send me a message on Instagram at Kayla Fahey Arndt or send me an email, um, I would love to hear from you and I would love to hear how this show is helping you. And thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, my goal is to get to 5,000 downloads this year and we're just over 4,500, almost to 4,600, I think. So keep the listens coming. I appreciate it. Share it with a friend, tell them which episodes to listen to go binge, watch my binge, listen to my past episodes. Like I said, we're well, their archives are deep. My friends, the archives are deep. All right, everybody take care. And until next time, be a light. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I wanted to let you know about something new that I'm doing. If you could please leave me a rating and review on iTunes or write in your Apple Podcasts app, I would so appreciate it. Each week, I'm going to be doing a drawing and sending an email to a winner just to say thank you with some treats, tips, and a little bit of extras because I really want to get this podcast out to more people and I want to hear how it's helping you getting feedback about what you love to hear about and what you love about the podcast so I can keep doing that. Also, if you'd like to connect with me on a deeper level, check out my website at glowgetterslife.com. You'll find links to my About Me page so you can learn about me and my journey in leadership. You'll find links to my blog, my podcast for more episodes, and to my YouTube channel. And you can also find links to the templates and leadership planners I've created, as well as my free resource library. All right. Thanks so much. And until next time, be a light.